welcome everybody to the Vet SOS show brought to you by the Who You Know Network. Remember, don't drown in the sea of transition. Grab the Vet SOS Lifeline. I hope you are ready for some serious knowledge bombs today. We got a great lineup for you, starting with our guest, Eric Brew. He is going to be sharing some serious, great stuff with us that's really going to help you in your transition. Uh, we'd like to personally thank everybody who's been pairing their channels with us so far. Uh, and continue to pair with us. If you ever have a question on how to do that, please reach out to us. We will let you know how to pair. It's fairly easy. I'm here, like always, with my partner, Mark Elder. Mark, how are you doing today? Doing great, sir. Thank you for asking. Welcome, everyone. Don't forget to uh, rep your city. Tell us where you're tuning in from, your city, your duty post, station, uh, wherever you're coming live in from. Uh, let us know. We'd like to give you some shout outs. Outstanding. So we're going to jump right into it here. We got Eric Brew. He is uh, manager of military engagement at ACP. Eric's passion is to serve and honor transitioning service members, veterans, and their families by investing in them and assisting them in building meaningful lives through connection to fulfilling careers and to proactively strengthening the veteran community through example, leadership, and collaboration. Eric, how are you doing this fine day? Oh, Sean, brother, if I was any better, I'd be twins, man. <laughs> it's college football Saturday. It's college football back. I'm happy, man. <laughs> yeah, that's going to confuse everybody since this is going to air on a Tuesday. <laughs> that's what I love about watching the, the, the replays, too. You're like, oh, yeah, that was a Saturday. Yeah, that was morning time, not 530 at night. So Yeah, I'm just happy to be back with the uh, pig pigskin season. It's been a long, you know, long time coming. So, absolutely, uh, Sean, I, I see you got your, your jersey on there. Oh, yeah. Got to support the Tennessee Vols in my smoky gray jersey. Fresh from uh, Korea, got this jersey made over there, so the color might not be exactly right. But that's the beauty of being military over in Korea. You can get everything made over there, which is just outstanding. So <laughs> That's awesome. So, Eric, you have had one uh, a long career in the military, and then you made the transition into the uh, um, veteran support space with ACP, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, so what made you one join the military and then two get into the veteran support space afterwards? Oh, brother, listen, the, the joining the military thing, that is a, um, that is a, uh, a long story. So I'm gonna keep it short. because I know we got a timeline. Um, and I did promise my family, you know, food. Um, I, um, I graduated high school, went right into college and failed miserably. I did not do well. Um, made some bad choices, ended up in some bad spots, and ultimately ended up joining the Marine Corps back in 96, um, two years after I graduated, just based on me being in a bad spot. Um, to be quite honest, I was, I was completely homeless. Um, and so looking for, looking for something to better myself, understanding that I couldn't do it by myself, I had clearly failed in like you know, self-correction. Um, and my uncle was a Marine. That's really the only touch point I had with the military. Uh, my dad was a Navy guy, but didn't really talk about a lot about it. Um, and uh, man, I um, I don't know. I guess I just figured that you know, Uncle Sam, this guy of children could uh, could help me out. I felt like I was probably one of those. Um, and uh, I was I was actually walking down the street one day. Um, I'm from Michigan, so I was in Michigan at winter time. Um, in, in the north, it gets cold in winter. Um, car pulled up. Marine Corps recruiter inside asked me if I wanted to ride. I you know, waved him on and he said, no, man, come on, it's cold, get in. So we talked for a little while and uh, that was, I, I guess that was uh, the divine intervention I needed. Um, he gave me his business card, didn't say a word, didn't sell me, just gave me his business card and I got out of the car where I were at my stop and I sat there for about two hours staring at the card and I was just like, so I walked these things we used to call pay phones. Um, 
I put I had a couple quarters. So I put a couple quarters in. I called him up and uh, and uh, told him I was I was interested. He came back and picked me up. And fast forward to now, I'm uh, retired and loving life. Got a nice beard and getting a little fatter and loving it. That's that's awesome. It's interesting. Um, so I actually uh, was delayed enlisted. Went to delay enlist in the Marines. Uh, had two buddies going in, and uh, they actually did. They went in the buddy program. And I decided not to, but I had already engaged with a recruiter. And my dad's best friend was a, a retired Air Force recruiter. So okay. he, he got a hold of me, um, talked, talk, what I'll say, talked some sense into me. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> but uh, um, ended up uh, going into the Air Force. And, you know, I got a, I got a nice cussing out by the, the Marine recruiter. Um, but yeah, I, I, now in hindsight, when we compare stories about quality of life and everything in, in the service with my two buddies, um, yeah, definitely had a, I think a better road on that. Yeah. So I, I think, but, uh, once, once I got out of the Marine Corps, um, and joined the army, I think I saw that. I mean, it wasn't the Air Force. I mean, that, that was, that's a lush life. Uh, um, <laughs> But uh, the difference between the infantry and the Marine Corps and the infantry and the army was definitely there, there was a, a massive difference. Um, now I, I don't think we know one better over the other. Just it was a it was a different road. So so getting out of the Marine Corps and then joining the army, I think that that really you know put me on a springboard in my the rest of my career. What did you do? Was it a significant amount of time between the two, or was it a short? Oh, no, it wasn't. I uh, I got out uh, early two thousand. Got out of the Marine Corps early two thousand. Um, and uh, I, I'd gotten married and, and had a couple of kids. And so I was trying to figure out transition, um, bou- jump, uh, bounce around jobs. I didn't understand how to translate uh, infantry skills into civilianese. Um, and so I worked construction and I worked road construction and I did a bunch of manual labor because that's what the Marines who are, you know, 0311s get to do and they understand. Um, they know, you know, hard work. Um, didn't do well, did a lot of job hopping. Um, and then 9-11 happened. Uh, and actually on 9-11, I, uh, I walked into a Marine Corps recruiter, told him I'm back, let's go. And he told me to pound sand. Um, he told me we don't take quitters. And I, I, I assume it was just his own bias, uh, which is fine. It worked out well for me because I, you know, walked out of his office, banged a hard left, walked into an Army recruiter's office. And uh, I think he I think he had my contract written by the time I got in there. So uh, signed, <laughs> signed up as an 11 Bravo with the Army and spent the next 21 years just loving life, picking indoors all over the world. So had a great time. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do, do you put pew pew under skills or I don't where does that fit on the resume? And, and listen, when it comes to resumes, it all depends on what you're targeting your resume for, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, if you're going for some Blackwater stuff, you know, I mean, hey, uh, yep. you fit right in. But um, so fast forward, right? Getting out of the Army. Yep. What was your transition like then, that second time? It was almost worse. If I'm being honest, it was almost worse. Um, when I transitioned out of the, out of the, out of the army, um, you know, it's different when you transition after four years and you're a young kid versus transitioning at 25 years, significantly longer in the tooth, you know, um, kind of think you have it all together. Um, you know, I was a first sergeant. Um, I was a master resiliency instructor level two. I was a, a father of four adult kids. I had some grandkids. And in my mind, I had my whole plan laid out. I knew exactly what was going to happen. Um, and I didn't need any help. So I stumbled and I fell. And um, if I'm being quite transparent, that, that ended in a, a really dark night um, with me. I, I was sitting on my couch and I opened up my, my, my uh, laptop and I looked at the Google machine and I realized I didn't know what to type. 
And what that spurred the thought of me was, it wasn't that I didn't know the answer. I didn't even know the question. I didn't even know what to ask. And that's when I realized that transition is a whole lot of you don't know what you don't know. Um, and so that spun me into this downward spiral, um, just being, again, very transparent, um, that ended me on the a, um, military one source emergency counselor uh, talking about suicide. Um, mm. Couldn't figure out why I couldn't figure things out. And that was a really fast turn. Um, but that woman, I wish I knew her name. I wish I could find her um, because she's just, she's, I hope, I hope if she ever hears this and, and hears my name, you know, if she ever hears story, hears my name, that she knows that she made a difference in my life. Um, but that was hard. And so I have kind of stepped into this role of, of veteran service and trying to help people transition because they don't ever, ever want someone to have to feel that, that feeling and understand that, that level of hopelessness and helplessness. Um, so that's, that's kind of what brought me to where I'm at today. Excellent. So now did, did she plug you into additional service organizations and really like, she plugged me in some counseling. She she plugged me in some counseling. Um, but honestly it was, it was a friend of mine who I was kind of sharing my story with. He was getting ready to transition. So I started sharing my story. Um, and he was telling me how powerful my story was. And he said, well, there's this organization I want you to go check out there right over in Phoenix city. Phoenix city is right outside of Fort Benning. Um, you know, so it's a local, local represent or local, uh, organization called still serving veterans. So I went over and talked to the team over still serving veterans as a client. I walked in with my head hung low and, you know, a whole lot of, I suck and I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and, uh, the, the team over at still serving veterans wrapped me up in a hug and, you know, told me everything was going to be all right. And they helped me out with figuring out how to get my resume together and some interview skills. Um, and honestly that trans that transitioned into a really great relationship between their regional director, Charles Livings and myself. Um, and that turned into a CSP with, uh, still serving veterans. So while transitioning, I did a career skills program, kind of like a skill bridge, um, worked for three months, forum volunteers, slept water and, and learned the process and understood employment and veteran employment. And I did a ton of studying, a lot of books, um, just trying to learn what we go through. And, you know, a lot of, I've read a lot of studies and just really trying to learn what, what it is we go through and kind of how, why, why it happened to me. And I think that's really what I was doing is I was discovering why it happened to me know why I got to where I was Um, but uh, that CSP turned into a job offer as a counselor um, and then that blossomed into me being a program manager helping out their transition program Um, but that was uh, that was a great experience that was a a life-changing experience understanding um, really what we go through Uh, it isn't it isn't just the struggles of finding a job right I think uh, I think a lot of us a lot of us like to high-five each other and say man we found a job high-five great job hey you know good luck to you buddy next next steps and I think what, what a lot of people fail to realize is that that's where the real work starts, right? When I try to integrate into a team where maybe I'm the only veteran and I, I don't have anybody now to talk to, you know, for 25 years, no matter where I went, I PCS, I moved, I, I got a new team, I took over a new command. It, we all had something in common. You know, if nothing else, we all wore the same clothes, you know, <laughs> we, all had, we all had the same clothes on. So we always had something in common, um, and transition is tough. I, you know, Sean, I know you and I talked about this. If I could, if I could wipe the world of one word in our, in our process, it'd be I'd wipe the world of transition, right? Does that, the word just does not belong. Um, I transition in and out of my kitchen seamlessly, right? My son's, my son's glasses transition between, between, you know, tinted and not tinted seamlessly. And man, transition just isn't seamless, man. It just isn't. It's, it's a transformation. It is a, it's a reinvention of, of who you are. And, and, and identifying the value that you have far beyond kicking in doors and pew pew, right? Far beyond that. Um, yeah, that, that, 
I, I, you just said it right there, and it's not career transition, it's career transformation. Yep. Definitely a, a knowledge bomb right there. And yet you have an amazing story. Absolutely do. I mean, one one of the resiliency and triumph. I mean, because you stuck with it. You found some great people. Still Serving Veterans is, is a great organization. And, and you got back on your feet. You found your way. And, and that's just an amazing story. And I'm thankful that we have people like you in this space that are helping people like me that are coming along behind you um, that are just so willing to just help at every turn. You know, if I have a question, I can pick up the phone and call any number of you um, to just ask a question. And you're not annoyed that I called you. You're not, you know, like, oh, it's Welsh again. What's he want this time? You know, um, so it's just an amazing community we have. And it's filled with people, you know, like you doing great things. So it, I, I want to personally thank you because um, it, it's just amazing. And then yeah, I, think, I think there's a lot of us, you know, that the veteran community is strong. Oh, yeah. Veteran, and, and the veteran community has a unique responsibility, and I use that word intentionally. The veteran community has a unique responsibility to show the rest of this country as we come out of a pandemic what it looks like to band together, what it looks like to show, stand shoulder to shoulder, what it looks like to, to extend a hand and give a hand up, not a handout. Nobody wants a handout, but to give a hand up and just say, hey, look, you're not alone. Yep. You're not doing this alone. And we're not the only people that struggle. Veterans are not the only people that struggle in this country with employment. We're not the only people that struggle with our self-identity. We're not the only people that struggle with, you know, imposter syndrome. But if we can, if we as a veteran community can step up and show through example what we do and how we do it, I think that this country can come out so much stronger on the other side of this pandemic. Uh, that's absolute truth right there. And, and even more powerful considering how small the community really is um, when, when you look at the total population. So you started your career essentially with, you know, still serving vet veterans. Now you're over at ACP. How, 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 how did that move happen? And tell us a little bit about ACP because I know I can talk about it because I'm currently enrolled in it. I love it. Um, so I, I will cheer praises all day long for what's going on there. Um, but, you know, talk to us a little bit about the program and how people get involved in it. Man, I tell you, that, that was probably the, the, the step over to ACP was probably one of the most humbling experiences in my life. Um, I'm sure, you know, anyone watching this, I joke with, with Leslie, my, my boss, Leslie Coffee, um, and I tell her she's the Kevin Bacon of our space, right? She's seven degrees of separation from Leslie. Everybody knows Leslie. Um, I have followed her since I started my transition. I understand who she is. I, I, have, I respected that woman. She is a juggernaut, uh, not just for military, you know, for our veterans and our transition, but really for our mill spouses. Um, you know, unless it's been a mill spouse for 26, one on 27 years. I mean, she's just, she's just a light in, in, in this world. Um, so when she reached out to me and said, Hey, Eric, um, I, I got something I want to talk to you about, you know, I either need you or your twin and I don't have a twin. So, um, I, I was like, okay, well let's talk. And, and she world can't handle two of you. No, no. When I took a poll, nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. Um, <laughs> I, uh, she, she told me they were creating a position to work with her um, in kind of a, the military engagement and outreach space uh, for ACP. And she wanted, she had created the position for me um, and she wanted me to come on board. I'll tell you, I, um, I wish my wife was sitting here with me. She would, she would nod up and down, but that phone call, that phone call left me in tears. I was just so humbled and so like, and that was a lot of, I dealt with a lot of imposter syndrome at that point. Like there's no way, right? I'm the dumb infantry guy who never did finish his degree. You know, there's no way that some, someone as important as Leslie, an organization as incredible as ACP would ever want me. And this, honestly, that's why when I transitioned, I didn't use ACP to start with. 
because when I looked at ACP and I looked at American Corporate Partners, I looked at all the partner companies they had, and I was just like, dude, I'm a, I'm a tatted up 11 Bravo, no degree. Like, I'm not the guy that they want. It's, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to fit the bill. And I was so wrong. You know, when we look at our demographics today within ACP, we'll talk a little bit about ACP. 75% of us are enlisted. 75% of our proteges are enlisted folks. Oh, wow. 37% don't have a four-year degree. 40 or 42% are guys like me to that 40-year older club, right? So it's, and it's, we've got everything from E3s to, to, to 09. I mean, just runs the gamut. Everyone is welcome at ACP because we have built such an incredible team of mentors, right? So the program is all about mentorship. It's not about internship. It's not about employment. Although I'm going to tell you that employment every single day is a byproduct of great mentorship. Every single day we hear from one of our protégés that they've accepted a position, that their protégé, that their mentor provided an internal referral or that their mentor walked them into another organization because their mentors are apolitical and they just want to help. They're volunteering their time. Um, but when you invest in our, our mentorships are a year, they're a year long, free, a year long mentorship, a one phone call a month at a minimum. I'm still a protege. I still have a mentor. I talk to Gwen probably three times a month now. We're, we're almost we're talking once a week. We text, we share ideas because we've built and cultivated a relationship that is just incredible. Um, but, you know, the program's a year long. Again, a minimum of one phone call a month for an hour, for a year, you know, for a year. Mm. It's about value, though, you know? And I tell folks all the time, if the time is the most valuable commodity that we all possess because we never know how much is in the bank. We just don't, we, you can't put, I don't know how much is going to be in the bank. And so if you're going to invest something that, in, that important and that valuable, do it in somebody you're excited about, right? Do it in a mentor that you are jumping up and down about. We have a customizable mentorship program. It is, it is if you want to have a mentor who's a specific demographic, whether it's a specific gender or ethnicity, a specific location or organization, a specific position or times, you know, years of service or years of, you know, um, experience, you want somebody who is prior service or not prior service, we'll, we'll find them. We'll find them. We'll find the person for you. We'll find the right one. And if we do find that person and we present you the bio, because this is not this is not the Army, it's not the Air Force. We are not issuing you a mentor, right? We're offering you a mentorship. There's no, there's no, you know, there's no central issue point here. We don't have to go down to the S4 shop and get our get our mentor. Um, <laughs> but when we offer you the mentorship, if, if that bio doesn't, if it doesn't sing, if it doesn't jump off the page, man, tell one of our tell our operations associate, your point of contact at ACP, tell them. So they can go back to the drawing board because we want you to be happy with who you've got. And speaking of those operations associates, man, you get an operations associate with you throughout the whole year. They check on you. They offer you other resources. We can get you a one-off phone call with another mentor. If you're talking to someone about, if you're interested in, let's just throw out cybersecurity, for example, and you're, you're, you're mentoring you are talking about red team, blue team um, stuff, and then you're like, well, I really want to know what project management looks like in IT. You tell your operations associate, we'll find a project manager in IT that can do a one-off phone call for you. It's kind of help you understand that and you can build that that relationship as well it really is all about you and it is all about you because your mentor only has you we only ask that our mentors have one protege at a time one protege at a time so you're you're the focus you are it but i want to talk about if it's okay gentlemen i want to talk about our mentors for a second yeah, our mentors, yeah. i am here i am i'm am imploring anyone who's watching if you are an industry expert and you are someone who has a heart for our veterans our transitioning service members, our military spouses. If you have somebody who has some patriotism left in the old ticker, 
man, reach out to us. Reach out to us and talk to us about becoming a mentor because we have 200,000 service members leaving service every single year. And the truth is 44% of that 200,000 will be on a second or a third job inside the first year post-service. Mm. However, what ACP needs, and I, and I want to pause because I would love to pat myself on the back and Leslie and the whole team and high five everybody and tell them what a great job ACP employees do, but we're not it. We're not it. We facilitate. We're not it. The secret sauce is in the mentors. It is in the volunteers mm. who come through 115 partner companies, most of which are Fortune 500, Fortune 100, some Fortune 50. Those, that's where the secret sauce is. It's in the knowledge bombs that those folks drop as you go through your mentorship, right? Here's a perfect example. For 25 years, every time I was promoted or took a new job or took on a new team or a new responsibility, I got paid what the Army told me I was going to get paid. No negotiation. So the world's very different. A lot of us veterans will come into a position and we just accept whatever they say because that's what they said. But the fact is we get to negotiate our salaries and that's what, that's what mentors are great at. So everything from, you know, we need, we need mentors that can help in specific industries. And if you're not a partnered company, I don't care. Reach out to us. We've got tons of, those partner companies only make up 80, 78% of our, of our mentors. The other 22% come out of another program where we have our niche folks, our law enforcement officers, our, our school teachers, our federal employees, just it, it, you name it. You name, I don't know that there's an, in, an incident where we have not found, in, 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 since 2008, I don't think there's been one incident where we have not found the mentor someone's looking for. As a matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, one of our, one of our operations associates, Matt Pierce, he had a, a, a protege who was looking to have a mentor in farming. Now, truth in lending, I don't think we have a single farming mentor. But what Matt did is he dug into some of the likes and some of the hobbies of our mentors, and he found a Bank of America executive who is a farmer, has a, a hobby as a farmer. They are now a pair helping out this guy understand how to build it and grow and, and become a farmer in his, in his post-military career. That's awesome. Wow. I don't think we've had an incident where we have not been able to help someone, but we need more. We need all the mentors we can get. We need yeah, to reach that's out. a bomb right there. Yeah, yeah. We, right. Need, we need as many Ooh. as we can. <laughs> I love it. You didn't warn me about that. That was cool. I didn't know that was coming either. <laughs> <laughs> little impromptu, little impromptu bomb there. Okay, well, okay. I got a, I got a question because, you know, you, Sean, you're about to go through this. Um, I've gone through it, and a transition, transformation, right? from the service um, in any position, really, right? Civilian sector as well is a financial transition. Oh, so um, with that kind of train of thought, is there a kind of funding program? And I know that you guys are a nonprofit, right? Yep. Uh, and so are these corporate partners also helping fund ACP? Is that something that you guys need help with? We're, we're funded through grants. So yeah. So the grants from some of these companies were funded through the partnerships. Um, and there's some other grants out there that are, have just been incredibly generous. Um, but that's how we're funded. You know, that's how, that's how my, my salary gets paid. That's how, you know, the team gets paid um, so that we can continue to find and, and, and reach out to service members. Um, so if anyone reaches, wants to reach out and help with that, man, I'm not the guy to talk to. I'm going to make sure we, we talk about that right now. When it comes to, when it comes to the, the dollar signs, I don't, that's not me at all, but man, I'll point you right to Eric Brew, B-R-E-W. <laughs> 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 I 
And, and then the follow-up question to that um, with the corporate partners is, you know, I know that there are other organizations out there like Project Relo and there's some others that um, do corporate training. Now, yep. how does that work for you guys, right? Because you're, I think it, you're working on both sides of that fence, correct? Man, that is such a great question. Such a great question. Here's the, here's the beauty of mentorship. Mentorship works with everything. Mentorship, it, we, we, we can work, you can have an ACP mentor in conjunction with every other program you're using. Because mentors, they, they give great advice, right? They give great advice, they give great perspective. It's opinion. It's, their, it's, it's how they see it from their foxhole, right? It's how they see it from their angle. So, and I'll, I'll tell you how Eric Brew does it, right? With other organizations and, with, and as I went through my transition, I have a board of directors, a board of mentors, right? I have a ton of people like Sean that I, I can reach out to and I'll bounce ideas off of. And I've got a bunch of people out in the space that I, I can reach out to. But I have a board of directors of five mentors. Those are my core mentors. And at the head of that five is my ACP mentor. So, for instance, as I was getting ready to accept a position with ACP, right, as we were going through all the talks, I talked and I, I bounced ideas off some key mentors and f more peer mentors, friends of mine out in my tribe. And then when it came time for decision, for now it's game time and I got to make a decision, I had a one-hour phone call with each one of my five board of directors, ending with my ACP mentor, and just said, this is what I think I'm going to do. Is this, is it, do, do you see it the same way? Do you see any holes, any chinks in my armor, any holes in my plan? You know, what, where am I falling short? What am I doing wrong? But to answer your question, those other organizations, they're incredible. Don't ever let go of those organizations. Use them in conjunction. Use them in conjunction with mentorship. It, you just, you can't, you cannot go wrong having a mentor in your corner. That's definitely absolute truth. That when I first started this process, I was told I had to do ACP. I had to do four block and I had to do commit. I'm currently in ACP and commit and next week I start four block, you know, so I'm checking all those blocks and I love every one of them. Every one of them is giving me something different, you know, cause through commit, you get a mentor uh, and then through ACP, you get a mentor and both my mentors, we're talking about completely different things. We both went yeah. in a different direction, which, you know, is perfectly fine for me because it's meeting the needs that I have. Um, I love, I don't know if we want to call it an algorithm, but you know, how you guys pair up the mentor and the mentee, I mean, because it's, it's, there's a lot of information that as the mentee I have to put in, and I know yep. you're collecting a bunch from the mentor, and yep. out of the blue, you're, you're pairing people up. And my mentor and I, we clicked immediately, and it worked out great. And if, if you had given me a list with 10 names, he's, he, I, I don't know that I would have picked them. <laughs> no. But there's, that's the beauty of it. There is no algorithm. Wow. This is, this is a hand, this is a white glove. This is there's no swipe left, no swipe right. This isn't this isn't uh, Match.com, right? So when you fill out all that information you're talking about, when you go on the website that we've got ticking down below there, when you go on the website and you fill out the application, what happens is one of our operations associates within 24 business hours. Now, if you guys fill out your applications today, we're not always going to call you on Sunday. Okay, we'll wait till Monday. But within 24 business hours, one of our associates is going to reach out to you, whether by phone call or by email. If it's by email, I want I want to make sure everybody understands that because we're a nonprofit. We use .org email addresses, and a lot of times the platforms will get us to spam, or we started going to promotions for some reason. So within 24, 48 hours, if you don't see an email, check your spam, check your promotions. Um, if you connect with me on LinkedIn and you still don't see those emails, reach out to me. I will hand walk you through the process personally. Okay? Um, we don't want to lose anyone based on technology. That's ridiculous. Mm, um, but mm, what happens is, yeah, 
What happens is when you fill that out, one of our operations associates, we, we assign an operations associate your, your profile. They make this conversation. They're, they're going to email you. They're going to call you, and they're going to set up what we call an intake call. 15, 20 minutes, unless you're like me and you talk too much. Um, but they're going to get to know you. They're going to build a bio on you, just like we build bios on our mentors. And that's when the real work for our operations associates starts. And this is where they're just, they're so priceless to our program. Because what they do is they go by hand and they dig through, I think, 4,600 individual mentors. So we're up to now somewhere around in there. And they're trying to find the one that matches the best. And that's when they'll say, okay, I think I found it. Sean, what do you think, buddy? Is this something you're excited about? And if you say no, we go back to the drawing board. We start digging some more. But it is a, is a white glove, high touch program where people who actually want to just make sure that you get, we want to hand, and I don't want to say it's the wrong way. I don't want to offend anybody, but we're going to try and handle you kid gloves because this is hard. Transition is not impossible. To anyone who's watching, transition is not impossible, but it is difficult. And this is a team sport. Transition is a team sport. You cannot and should not ever do it by yourself. And I know I can speak for these two guys, but if you follow, if you, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn, you have my word that at least I can speak for Eric Brew. You will not go through transition alone. I've got your back. My team's got your back. So, um, man, no algorithm. No algorithm. No swipe left, no swipe right. But it is, it is watching those, those operations associates work is just impressive. I, we've got our Slack channels, and I'm constantly watching traffic go back and forth. And, you know, hey, what do you think about so-and-so? And, you know, hey, we got this. And, hey, can you check out this, this profile? What do you think about such a cool process to watch? That's awesome. Well, Eric, unfortunately, we are at the end of our time. I know we could easily go another hour, hour and a half, probably, but you've promised the kids breakfast, and I don't want to be the one blamed for them missing that. That is for sure. I don't need any nasty emails. Um, but we got your uh, LinkedIn going across the bottom. We got the ACP website up. I, I promise you, if you were transitioning right now, do ACP. Amazing program. I'm learning so much. I'm, ha I'm having a great time with it. Um, you, you have to tune in, link up with Eric. He'll definitely point you in the right direction. Uh, we appreciate you coming on and, and sharing the knowledge with us. Uh, Mark showing you that you're dropping knowledge bombs by surprising everybody. Um, now we just need the sound effects to really go crazy. Um, but definitely appreciate you coming on. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Vet SOS show. And remember, uh, don't drown to see a transition, but grab the Vet SOS lifeline. Thanks, gentlemen. I appreciate Thanks, your time. Thank you. you. Great job, man. Great job. Thanks, Mike.